It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. I don't know what to say, really. Either we heal as a team, or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the f***ing difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now, I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's a team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do? Welcome to another edition of our Lions Den podcast. This is Cleon One. JJ's not here. He's on vacation or work, depending on who you ask. I am joined by Eddie the Commish. How you doing, Eddie? I'm doing all right. Getting some uh perspective and rest after the Atlanta trip. So we'll, we'll get into that going. But I'm I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be potting again. I was off last week. All right, we no, got we got double Puerto Ricans this week. What's up, David? Well, let's just jump to the gun. That's it. All right, Sorry. we got Alex the Swag Brown over here. 
Is JJ working, Clan? I don't think he is, but y'all like to believe anything he says you know, when it comes to work. Who believes? I don't think anybody. I think people actually don't believe anything JJ says at all, actually. And uh, it's so disappointing because after his week on Twitter, I think everybody was waiting to tune in to hear exactly what JJ had to say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then our, we got over here, we got David Valentine. Welcome back. Gentlemen. Thank you. All right. That's all. All right. <laughs> well, let's get right to it. Um, that's all. Oh, sponsors. Sponsors. I don't know any, as JJ says. I know Casey's because we're here. Mm-hmm. Thank Who you else Casey's we got? Who else we got over there? I'll go with Field Turf USA. Thank you for the sweet. It was, uh, sweet. <laughs> it was sweet. Yeah, it was good. They had no sweets this time because the boss wasn't there. But, um, the pulled pork, you know, shout out to the pulled pork. I was good. Um, yeah, thanks for the hospitality. You guys were great. Same people we saw last year there. It was a fun time as always. And, um, it was a fun time in the suite. The people were nice, but we, we lost. We'll get into that. But thank you, Field Turf, for uh, another year of hooking us up with that, that awesome suite over there and being cool sponsors. Good thing the boss wasn't there because we might not be invited back next year. No, yeah. I think, uh, uh, I argued since- with, a, I argued with a fan in the section above us. You like, got- I, I argue like he wasn't even in the suite. He was like above us and I was arguing backwards. Yeah, we got yeah. we got Eddie arguing with the, arguing with the fans. We Eddie got, was arguing with the regulars. We got my wife normals. we got my wife trying to use the Atlanta United uh little uh what do you call those seat covers? Yeah, the seat covers. Trying so, to use the seat covers as sweat rags. Yeah, they're like coasters or whatever because the 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 leather seats they have there are have a a falcon sewed in because it's such a, you know, dual purpose stadium. It's a soccer stadium but it's sewn in with the Falcons, you know, that, that tells you, that tells you, that's like, that's like getting a tattoo of, of your, of your love and then just putting like a, like a sticker over it and saying, no, I actually love you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, true. and, um, um, yeah, so Cleon's wife tried to use that as a sweat rag <laughs> and then she just threw it on the ground. Like Dom yes, did, she, like she Dom did his jersey. Like Dom did his jersey when he was subbed out. Oh, to wow. be fair, uh, <laughs> not only have we both years, Orlando City didn't win. So, yeah. but they, we literally haven't scored a goal. So I think they'll keep inviting us back. They probably believe in some sort of a Leon one juju. Yeah. One guy said, you're back for more. Yeah. He was like, just come on in. I said, I'm an Orlando fan season ticket holder. I'm always back for more. So Next year do. they'll be like, you guys are back again. You idiots. We'll be like, Hey, do we look like we ever denied free pulled pork? Look at our iTunes reviews. <laughs> yeah. For real, man. Yeah. Man. They That's don't call right. us fatos for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Pulled pork wings. It was, it was nice. Yep. <laughs> All right, no, but thanks, and, uh, Field Turf. Who yeah, who's we got? Who else we got? Uh, we also have uh, AMG Lenders, Accurate Mortgage Group, mortgage group uh, with Leo for all your uh, mortgage lending needs. If you ever have any questions, concerns, or are going through the home buying process, it can be very, very confusing. So if you just need some uh, objective advice, make sure you contact them with Leo and at AMG Lenders. Uh, very, very helpful. All right. Well, once again, we traveled north. To uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the result was the same. We are now 0-5-2 all-time versus Atlanta. Is that good? Uh, are we ever going to beat these bums? David, let's start with you. Well, we lost. That's basically <laughs> uh, the nitty-gritty of it. I think uh, we played like never before, and we lost like always. Uh, that's a perfect way to put it (laughs) that about sums it up guys that's it Um, tune in next week I I was upset because we could have walked away with three points but we didn't finish and who is to blame Dom Dwyer and before I continue because I don't want to monopolize the conversation I have to say this 
let's stop making excuses for this man. He scored four goals in 2013 to win us a championship. That was great. Santiago Patino invaded the pitch that night, right? But the truth is, is that was 2013. This is 2019. We are paying $1.3 million for this guy not to put the ball in the back of the net. We all have jobs. We all get paid to do a particular task. Dom Dwyer is to score goals, and he's not doing that. If I were James O'Connor, what I would do, I would leave that bomb out of the 18, oh my goodness, and I will dang. put Santiago Patino or Benji Mitchell in their place. That's what I would do. But then again, I'm not Irish, and I'm not the oh, wow. manager of this club. <laughs> oh, wow. Tell them how you really feel. You confirmed the last two. <laughs> Magic. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, where do I start, man? I I think, you know, credit to James O'Connor. I thought the game plan was perfect. I thought he got it. Right? Uh, people didn't think. Um, you saw some folks on, you know, MLS riders surprised that we pressured them in their half. And in the 47th second, Christian Higuita's first start in, you know, since... I don't know, before Game of Thrones at Dragons. Um, he he, uh, he stole the ball, right, um, off of Remedy. And then he had three options. He had Tesho to his right, Dom to his left. Tesho was slightly covered, and he had space. I frankly wish he would have shot it afterwards. Same. And then Dom gets the ball, and he, he's at a weird angle, and then just kind of slices it foul, out of bounds. Tesho was like, I'm at the back post. Like, either just cross it or just hit a low cross, and then – Aguita, his run down the middle, he kept running after he passed it, like occupied like two people. And um, Aguita just did this like like dry, like just like point to Tesho, like like seriously. And that just that just started off a bad day for, for the club with the finishing. Um, Don Dwyer also brought Guzan, got on a ball. They headed it back to him. And he brought, he to keep it from being a corner, he slapped it in into the, the game. And it looked like, like Kevin Mercer said on, on Twitter, that it looked like he was playing street basketball and had to take the ball out. When you're playing on a half court, you get the rebound, you got to take it back to the three-point line, right, to go on offense. It seems like Dom had to take it out of the box to go on offense. So instead of turning around to the open goal, he goes out to the box, uses his right foot, which is like the foot of a baby colt, you know, and just like shoves it, I don't know, and then loses it and then tries to slide tackle and win it back, and nothing comes of it. Then we got Mueller, who's afraid to shoot in front of goal. Four shots, one on frame, and it wasn't even, you know, it was just like a floating cross. I mean, free kick. Tesho's right in front of goal and just kind of like, you know, and to honor his baby, just kicked it like a baby and just like crapped his pants and just hits a dinker to Brad Guzan, which led to Brad Guzan being the team of the week goalie in MLS. And then, then of course, we have the Alex DeJong with a perfect through ball to Ruan, who passed a perfect low cross to Dom who had 80% of the goal open and decided to hit it in the one place where Braguzan was instead of just hitting it straight. And Braguzan, and that's, and then we had, this should have been a tie. It should have been a win. It should have been a tie. I don't know. Something should have not been zero. The only goal Atlanta had was off of Dijon's um, miscue. He just jumped to nowhere and uh, completely missed the ball. And it was like a four on two, basically. And, and Pity hit a fantastic shot. Nobody could save. Brian Rowe had nothing to do with that. Jansen was on an island. You know, so that was the one, the one, you know, that was talent that made that goal from them. But talent in space. They knew how to finish. And um, 
And then the Joseph had a nice opportunity because Kyle Mumbler, there was a through ball. Kyle Mumbler was looking the wrong way. And, uh, and then Joseph snuck in behind him. But Kyle Mumbler and DeJong were there to, to clear it out anyways. And then Brian Rowe had a great save on the, on the header. Other than that, Atlanta was shut down. Like they had yep. a spell there and they were just, they were shut down. We had the better chances. We, the game plan was right. James O'Connor deserves credit for setting up the team, putting Aguita in a high position. He's a better passer than Will Johnson is or Mendes at that. And he wins the ball up high to create turnovers. What did the turnovers do? Create chances. And then what do you do with chances? You finish them. The game plan was perfect. Just our players didn't execute. And Don Dwyer got a horrible reception from the supporters group that was traveling there. And uh, I'm not going to say what it was. They could talk about it. I'm just saying that it wasn't a normal love. It's just it's, – it's cross – Dom Dwyer, you know, at this point, it's become divisive. We've crossed the Rubicon. And it's either, it's either dude, you need to do something because people are sick and tired of it. And I watched the, second, the first half again, and it was worse than I thought live. I mean, it's really bad. Just everything. Bad touches, dies when you don't need to, can't finish. I, I don't know, man. It was just, I mean, I'm just irritated. Oh, that's really? All, that's well, all I got to say about that. I couldn't tell. That's all I got to say about that. Well, I don't know if Is there's anything. Everything? I don't know if there's anything left for us to talk about that's for the rest of the show. That's what I'm here for. All right, guys, shows over. <laughs> it's like Avengers after that's the first it. fifteen uh, minutes. Hey, look, you got, you, you got you want two since, Puerto Ricans? Since, you Eddie, got it. since Eddie just went through every every show note we had planned for tonight, you saw my notes, Cleon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I felt like Atlanta played like Orlando City plays. You know, like they were like they they except they had one like flash of brilliance, but for the majority of the game, they just did not play well. You know, it's like Atlanta team that you never really see turn over the, the ball in their own third. And they did that numerous times. And not only in the first half, you think they go into halftime and clean it up. But then in the second half, they were like, they were you worse. Know, <laughs> they were worse, you know, and they were a couple of times. Literally, Mueller just got the ball in the second half when he first when he came in, just right. Just almost like on a silver platter. You know, you know? I said this in my podcast. In, 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 instead of playing Dom Dwyer, we can put a trash bag full of crap. Or we can oh put a mannequin, and it will, we'll get the same results. Zero yeah. goals. Yikes. The problem with Dom Dwyer, and, and, and people got on Twitter about this, is like, dude, you know, you're too rough for that. And people are, listen, when you DM me in, on, on Twitter because you think that what I'm saying is outrageous, it just encourages me to be <laughs> worse the next time. All right? Please, and, and, and my friends are Atlanta United fans, I appreciate you DMing me saying, dude, because this this really happened. People yeah. are in the supporter groups there that obviously don't want to be uh, praising Atlanta because you know it takes away the street cred. I mean, they don't want to praise Orlando because they don't want to take the, the street cred away. Mm. But they were like, "Dude, we were scared. You guys, the, that game should have been three-one Orlando. What happened? I'm gonna tell you what happened. Dom Dwyer, for some reason, left his scoring boots at home, and it's scared. He left them at it's home. Scared. He doesn't know where they're at. They we, don't it, listen. It's game six. No goals. If this was last year, we would have been at the bottom of the table again because last year, who did we have? We had we had uh, Stefano Pino, who's in China, being as crappy as he was when he was here, and Is he even still there. Yeah, he's still there. He's still in China. I, I thought I it was Thailand. Like, yeah, no, but he, he moved. He, moved no, right he was. After he that. went to Thailand and he was sold to China. Wow, that's like that's how great he was there. You, you are not even wanted in the Vietnamese league. Amazing. Wow. So anyhow, so so my perspective, you guys were there, obviously you you guys are in the mouth of the wolf, but I am I listen, I am so sad because when we talk about this topic, people always make the same excuse. Oh well he was a nice guy, he did, did, 
took beers with me back in USL. He scored the four goals. How many times are we going to go back to 2013 and say, well, dumb do I did this? I don't care. I want to win. I'm tired of winning. This fan base is tired of winning. This fan base is already broken. And Sunday, when you go and walk into an empty stadium, you're going to realize what I've been saying for a while, why the alarm is going off and nobody's listening. We can continue to play this guy. We can continue to pay this guy what we're paying him not to score goals. We should have won. Now what happened? Instead of being on top of the table, having a, a, a fan base go berserk because we won a game against Atlanta United, now we're at the bottom of the table. And on the road. On the road. Right. And now, now we're going to Seattle, which is going to be a bloodbath. And I, I said it that day on Twitter. We took away, you know, like defeat from the jaws of victory. Mm -hmm. Like that was a winnable game. Atlanta was sloppy, was turning the ball over. <laughs> they, you know, we, they were in their own half, you know, and we just didn't capitalize. How about the one where Mueller got the ball in the box and there was nobody there? And then Miles Robinson takes it off his feet. What is he looking at? What is he waiting for? My. Right, like in the second half. What, it was right in front of us. And Tesco uh, was just everyone. You know what happens? Everyone in the box is looking for someone else to bail them out. They're scared of failure. They're afraid to shoot, to fail. And then when they shoot, they shoot right at the goalie like Will Johnson. Look at the, the cross from Gressel. Look at the cross from Will Johnson. The same shot, the same play. One would have gone in. It was called back as offsides. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about quality. In, in my industry... We always say to brand new engineers out of school, if you're not breaking something, it's because you're not trying. There's people like that, that they just don't do anything. And look at me. I'm, I'm doing a great job because I'm not doing anything. They're not and, risking. And, right. They're not risking. And um, Carlos on Twitter said it best where he said, listen, listen, in my shop, when we have brand new mechanics and something's broken, we don't fire them. We just teach them the right way, right? So what we've been doing in the past few seasons is we're firing our manager in the middle of the season, and then we, they, then the new manager breaks down the house, brings new players. It, it, hasn't, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked in five years. We can dance around this all night, but at the end of the day, it's about making the right decisions and putting the right players. James O'Connor needs to stop listening to the fam, to to the to the supporter groups and do the right thing for this club and he's not played them. If he listened to the supporter groups this week, he wouldn't play them. <laughs> let me uh, let me ask you this: jumping on what you just said uh, about playing scared and and playing not to make mistakes and uh, you know being afraid to break something. Yeah. Um, to me, that sounds like Will Johnson. Yes. That sounds like playing Will Johnson. Yes. That sounds uh. Like, well, specifically, that sounds like playing Will Johnson over a play like Aguita, mm -hmm. um, who you're scared. Oh, well, what if he does this bad or whatever? Um, James, I feel, has done well as far as his tactics go. For me, mm -hmm. yeah. his main issue has been maybe coaching a little, a little scared, a little timid, um, yeah. a little afraid to put players in like a Coleman put a player in like a Higita, mm -hmm. you know, and trying to go, always trying to go with the safe route that has no upside. Really? Mm -hmm. You know what they're going to do. You know, they're not going to mess something up for you, but you know, you also know most likely they're not going to do something great for you. Um, how do you feel on that subject, Alex? Like uh, as far as James, do you think, do you think, do you feel like he, he coaches a little on the scared side or conservative? Um, I think it's like default. I think that's just like his, I think that's the type of soccer that he wants to play almost, you know, like, like the sit back. We're going to make sure that you don't score and then we're going to score and we can. Um, 
I mean, when you look back on it, I, I just, you guys were so negative. I mean, it's, uh, it's weird seeing Eddie so negative. It's because we brought David here, but. It's because I, I remember I, when this team won games no, and left the trophies. That's I, why. I wasn't negative. Hold on, let me go. Let me go. I'm just going to switch it up. I'm just saying, James O'Connor, like Eddie said, has been, play, has been doing well, I think. Um, he set the game plan up. We played it well. And we just didn't we didn't execute on the chances that we had. I mean, the, the Tesho Akindele chance in the second half literally almost puked in the sweep. I mean, yeah, that looked like either bad fitness. Didn't I mean? I have no idea how he can be that horrible. You know, it's hard to imagine that I would have rather him skied it over the net from there. But I would have rather him skied it over the net from there. Um, but overall, I, I think we're almost there. And I think I've watched MLS for long enough <laughs> to see. Bad teams turn good. Teams like Philadelphia, who last year couldn't finish anything, and now they're number one. Teams like Houston, who's always had problems, and now they they put it there. You know, so when I see people who say that we are almost there, I think we are almost there. Now, with that being said, we sure as hell would like to have those two points that we lost in game one from VAR. We would even more like to have those two points that we gave away in Chicago with Shane O'Neill's lackadaisical brain fart, mm-hmm. right? I'd feel much better sitting with 16 points where we're at in the table right now. Or Dom in New York. You know, just 16 points in general, you know, and of course a DC game with the Wayne Rooney thing, whatever, I'll, I'll let one of those slide. But two of those three, we could have four extra points and you'd feel a lot better where we're at. But 12 points, you know, we're on pace for 10 more points, and that's just not going to get it done. I don't think anybody will be satisfied with 38 points. I don't think this team is – I think this team is better than 38 points. But that being said, you can rack up points quickly in this league. I don't think it's going to come this month. We have a long break in June, and, you know, I'm not losing any faith. I think Dom Dwyer – I'm a stock guy. I'm a market guy. I'm a, you know, capitulation guy. That was the bottom. If I've ever seen a floor, you know, they say, you know, what goes up, you know, the the highest high comes right before the lowest low, you know. It's the exact opposite, too. The lowest low is right before, you know, the bottom is before, you know, you, you start going back up again. And that was the bottom if I've ever seen it with Dom. I mean, that first 45 minutes was abysmal. He was the captain, and he got subbed off after 60 minutes of play. That's how bad Dom Dwyer played. If you look at Dom Dwyer in 2012... He had, I think, like three goals. 2013, he comes to Orlando City, 13 goals. Goes back to SKC, five goals. Then in 2014, he has 22 goals. And then after that, every year, consistently, he scores less and less down, down, and down. less goals. I believe... So I said when we bought him. Yeah, I believe that we bought high on a player that is on a downslide. And in this club, we are putting too much stock on the fact that he has a cute wife, cute kids. She plays the game. We have a female team here. The guy scored four goals in 2013. That's going to be the theme of this uh, podcast with me. Uh, he scored four goals in 2013. We lifted our trophy, and that's candy for the supporter groups. But you know what? The supporter groups are already starting to acknowledge, you know, some of the guys are not coming, not, not coming around to the games, not coming down to the activities away from uh, game day. They're not excited. Why are they not excited? Because that's what losing does. It beats you down. Every time this fan base goes to social media, there's those guys. We know who they are. We know their names making fun of 
supporters that are dead, Atlanta United, you should be ashamed. And you know what? This is not my podcast, so I won't curse you like I should. And I'm getting mad already just thinking about it. But what I saw by that Ricky, Ricardo, whatever F your name is, is on, is on call for. I, I, I had the pleasure of meeting Joe's wife, uh, Joe's, uh, widow this year. And, 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 and to use his image, the image of a dead guy to make fun of and Orlando he, City. He was aware. He was aware. Absolutely. He kept That's on call for. And I know, I know Atlanta United fans are listening to this podcast because they want to come and, I don't know, enjoy the fact that they defeated us. You know what? Until you take the pride away from the colors, you haven't defeated me. Okay. I've been following this sport 25 years and I'm still going to show up to my games and I'm still going to rep. Orlando City, and when I go to Atlanta to do work, I go to Atlanta with a scarf on my rear mirror and a big-ass uh, Orlando City uh, uh, shield in the back. So don't tell me that you are going to take away the joy from me. But doing that uh, wasn't cool for me. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't, I didn't mean to say that uh, about the... <laughs> The about Joe because I I really res, I, I respected him from afar and I know that a lot of people are mad about that but that, that's 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 a reality mm-hmm. we can't continue living in the past we need to grab the USL days and bury them we were beating I was talking to Cleon about this and and I would love for you to take over after after I finish the fact is we were beating third division teams that today are playing in PDL or League Two what used to be PDL and now we're gonna go oh well we lifted all these trophies against who. Tell me who do who did we beat that was as good as Atlanta United? Nobody. Okay, sorry. Do you want to talk about that, Cleon? Uh, he pretty much hit it. I just, <laughs> I just, I, I, uh, I want to get it out there about, about Dom. Yes. I, uh, for the record, I'm not giving up on Dom Dwyer. I think, I think, uh, no offense to Patino, just. From what I've seen, he's got a long way to go. You know, Dom Dwyer has experience, and if you don't—I mean, goodness gracious, Teco, Tesho Akindeli, I mean, that was just a, a piss-poor effort that he gave for a game-tying goal against your rival, and you guys are wanting—you know, some people, not you guys, I just say that in general, but whoever wants Dom to be sat wants Tesho to start, that same guy. You know, I understand Tesho's okay, whatever, but Dom Dwyer is Dom Dwyer. He's got a ton of goals in the MLS. He has a slump. It's six games. It's six games. That's it. He could have eight goals for us right now, but he doesn't. And that's unfortunate. But guys go through slumps. It's six games. It's 20% of the season. You know, it's, it's not the end of the world. He started out very hot. 20% of this. He started out excellent. People seem to forget about that. And then, you know, now we're, we're just giving up on Dom. And, and I think. The supporters groups can do whatever they want. They can, they can lack respect or, or, or trash Dom Dwyer. And yeah, he threw the jersey or whatever, but that's just frustration. You know, if you don't, if you don't have show a passion for sucking when you suck, if you can't acknowledge number one, acknowledge that you suck. So when Dom Dwyer gets off the field and he throws his jersey on the ground, number one, he acknowledges that he just sucked real bad. He knows he's not mad. You know, part, part of him is mad that he just got subbed off. Sure. But most of them, I guarantee you, is mad that he sucked so bad. You know what I mean? So that that's number one is pretty good. But for as far as Dom Dwyer, I think a lot of people, and this is all I'm going to say about it, I think a lot of people were going to be able to dig up some tweets, dig up some some comments, and see just how salty they were about when Dom didn't score for six games. Because mark my words, if this team, it's not just about one guy, if this team is in the playoff race 
or eight, ten points out of it with ten to twelve games to go, we will make the playoffs. Period. End of story. We are right on the br- the brink, and I believe it. And I think that if we have a couple things more go our way, we're going to be there. I think if Higita starts and continues to play, which I think he might have earned some some more playing time, then I'm not. I mean, I'm not worried. I'm not. I, I can't say I'm too worried about it. I think we're still better than where we were in years past, and that's all I know for sure. I think. Yeah. Now, in regard back to um, the Dom thing. Uh, I this team isn't going to succeed unless he he's good. That's it. There's just no way around it. I, I don't I don't think it's it, it's a law. It's a big ask to assume Patino gets into has the upside that Dom has. I don't know if he does, or it can be anyone like Laren. We don't know that. Now, can he? Does he deserve a, a little shot to to do that? Sure, Open Cup is coming, and I think he maybe gets see see some minutes against Seattle for the club to succeed. Dom Dwyer has to succeed, and it's not that that. Tesho is a better finisher than Don Dwyer. It's that Tesho provides other stuff that Don Dwyer isn't doing. Tesho can bring the ball down. He could get the, he could get the ball in the air, and he he can he can make runs. He could keep the ball better, and he makes better choices passing wise. Don Dwyer wasn't it wasn't a bad game because he missed an empty net. It's a bad game because he makes poor choices. He doesn't he doesn't he he falls when he doesn't need to. He makes the wrong pass. He doesn't hold the ball up. He's just not a technically sound player. The problem I have with Don Dwyer is I think but Don Dwyer is almost like an MLS 2.0 striker, where if you're you just have athleticism you could get by. But nowadays strikers have to do more, and I don't know if he's got the complete technical ability. That being said, we 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 need to create this the. He, he's that being said, James O'Connor's system and the players have created enough chances for Don Dwyer to succeed. The odds are he he has his. The odds are he's going to figure it out. He has just as many shots on frames percentage wise as about Carlos Vela does. It's about like one third, right? The problem is that it's the shots that aren't on frame sometimes, like that header against New York. And yes, that shot on Atlanta was on frame, but why was it on frame? Should have been in the goal. So there's context to stats. It's not just the shots or what's on frame. It's it's what is he doing? What, what does he make the right pass? Does he make the right move? Is he making the right run? Is he taking the chances created to him? So that's what I. So I do believe this is a better team. I do believe that we. we I said it before the season that we can sneak into playoffs. I still honestly believe that. I haven't given up hope. I'm just. I'm. I was being negative about the players because they're being put in positions to succeed, and at some point. You have to have some pride and say, the coach is having faith on, in me. He's putting me in. I am in a position. The coach's job is to set up the team to train us so we can do our part. He's leading the team to water. And they're not drinking. His Mueller should have scored. Tesho should have scored. Dom should have scored. Will Johnson had a chance to score. What, I mean, Jay, Judge O'Connor has to be, has to be just completely pissed off and just frustrated. He's just like, it's a, it was a perfectly set up. You, you don't think that John was that high because he just was doing it? It's because they, that's part of the game plan. Ruan was super high. Ruan and Igita were higher than the strikers sometimes. Part of the game plan. That game plan got Dijon to make that through ball to Ruan. It was perfectly timed and for Don to run far post. That's what you teach and it's done and you miss. James O'Connor has to be pulling out that beautiful red hair. It's frustrating. So I think the players owe it to, to James O'Connor, to the colors, to the Bachelor supporters to, to execute. They're in position to do it. That's what I'm bothered. When we do that, we have the chances 
to to be a, a club that can do some damage. And I think I think it's just a matter of time. So I've said keep playing Dom. I said it. He's going to break out at some point. And I'm not saying that he needs to be a lockstep start. But he, he, I don't think we need to relegate him out of 18. I don't think – I think shoot or shoot, and you, that's the only way you get out of a funk. Like Steph Curry in the first half last week, you know, to close out the, the Rockets, no points. Second half, he killed it. That's what Dom Dwyer is going to do for us. I hope if he doesn't, we're screwed, period. That's it. And I, I do think James O'Connor coach is scared. I do think a little bit that's his nature. So the problem is with that is that we still have a small margin of error, right? And we have to take our chances even more so. We're not – you know – we don't, we don't, we do create some chances, but they're not always as good as people think they are. And then when they are, we still miss them, right? So if you're going to play defensive or counter, if you're going to try to catch someone on the break, then you have to catch them on the break, right? Then if, there's no point. It's just bunkering. If you don't catch someone on the break, it's just bunkering. We're bunkering for no purpose. For me, um, I agree with what you're saying, but I feel like some of that is also on James mm-hmm. because. His tactics are creating all these opportunities, and he's getting all these people where they should be yeah, and where they should be to get good chances on goal. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it keeps going back down to his choices on the lineup yeah. because he's getting these people these opportunities, uh-huh. but it's people with oppor- it's the people getting the opportunities are people that, frankly, don't have the skill to yeah, actually that's, that's true. That's to fair. actually complete what he wants him to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a Will Johnson, he's he's not a shooter. Yeah, he's will, not a shooter. If Will Johnson's your um, one midfielder who comes in a box, then I mean, you're, it's not gonna. Yeah, I mean, out. he's 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 getting these people. His plan is his plan is correct. His plan is perfect. I mean, we're we're killing it on on creating chances and doing all these things. Mm-hmm. But he just a lot of these people. I mean, I mean, I know a lot of us love Chris too. But I mean, Chris has Chris has some technical issues. He does. He's still raw. He has some technical issues when it comes to when it comes to his 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 handling of the ball and when it comes to his shooting decision making. Yeah, he's he's technical skill. He's a little behind. Mm -hmm. Um, Dom. Um, a lot of it was Dom's never really been technical. He he was athletic, but he's not really athletic anymore. No, he's not. He's He's not. No, you ever seen him? Not fast anymore. He gets run down all the time. He gets run down. Yes, his little quick spurts aren't as fast. That's what I'm talking about. Before he doesn't get up in the air anymore. He he. That's a guy who relied on being more athletic than everybody else, and the league is more athletic. He'll be 30 years old like next year. uh, Anxious catching up. Two babies. Two babies. Uh, the, the league has progressed. The talent that, that is here now is not the talent that was in 2012 when he was drafted mm-hmm. yeah. out of, uh, USF. The, the, the reality is, is that, uh, like Cleon said, uh, we have some players that technically are not just, are not there. You know, I mean, I would love to be six foot ten, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I can't demand from my body what is not there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, that the fact that we were playing Josue Colman and Cristian Higuita definitely puts a question on the table. Why are these guys not playing? They did awesome, in my opinion. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we when you say we don't have technical players, we have technical players. Well, that's what I meant. I meant yeah. the, we the have, players he's playing are not technical yeah, players. We have Higuita, we have Colman, we have Uri, we have uh, Juan, we have Moutinho now, we have Nani. Yeah. You know, these are all very skill set minded players. Guys that are technical, they can just see the game better, and yeah. they were just they were you know you, you, 
just have it. You know, well, well, it seems like James O'Connor is is getting the hardest working lineup together. Yep, but not the most technical. What did you, you said? You said well, you, you had great points about that. About this is what I'm. This is what I would call it. He's. Um, it's gonna come out. It's gonna sound wrong. What how I say it, but I don't. I don't know how else to word it. It's kind of lazy coaching to me. It's lazy coaching. You're playing Will Johnson extra because you know he's like another coach in the field, and you don't have to coach him. You know what I mean? You know he you know he doesn't have upside. You know he's not going to do more than he can do because he's just not capable of it. Will Johnson's a 7 um, out of 10 player. Yes, he's 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 just I an bet. average. He's just an average role player type player. But you know um, what you're going to get from but him you every know, game. But you know you don't have to you know he's not going to do something stupid. You know he's not so you don't have to worry about coaching him. Yeah. With Jose Coman, they sit there and they say it all the time. They say in practice he's one of he's he's probably the most before non-e rolled in here. They said he's probably the most technically gifted player on the team, but, but he he's raw, he's young, so you actually have to coach him. Yeah, you know what I mean. You cannot be afraid to coach people. Yeah, you have to put them, put the talent out there, and then coach them. That's your job as a coach is to make them better. Yeah, yeah and, and the same hesitation. I'm telling, I don't know. Like it was a weird moment. Tesho was coming like at right in my direction. Right at that moment, I was just at the perfect angle, and it, you saw his eyes almost like. He was thinking and processing, and he's he's like in the what eight like six yards from goal. Oh, you have to be overthinking like, it like, to use the outside of your boot and, boot and think you're going to do something special from there. And, yeah, you know and, and I mean? yeah, I mean, you could he, tell he was and overthinking. He's, and he's thinking, so that that that's part. And Mueller too, and he's looking up and trying to see someone's that one that when there was a turnover in the box instead of just going for it. You know, you hit it and hope for a rebound or something. What what are you worried about? And and it, that is coaching too, right? Why are players looking up? Why are players not sure what decision to make? Some of it's on them, but some of it's the coaches. Like you watch Atlanta, they they do things quickly because they know where they're supposed to go. They know where people are supposed to be, right? So some of that is is the lazy coach. I, I think that's a good point there. I mean, you look at you look at. I mean, about Atlanta. Speaking of bright spots, Mendez was just amazing. I thought he played very well. Um, and then you look at him with Higita. It's everything that we thought it would be. You know, we've been talking about it since we got Mendez and we knew he was going to, who he was going to be before game one. You know, you're saying, well, we have apparently the one of the best midfielders in Ecuador. Ecuador's a pretty darn good team in South America. Higuita's South American. So maybe we should put them together. You know what I mean? And, and they were fantastic. And all I could think of was how great it would be if, Yuri was yeah, in Yuri instead was in of Will too. Johnson. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's no reason that midfield should not be Gigita, Mendez, and, and Yuri. And Those Yuri. three guys, I want that to that be... That technical ability like, between the three of them to keep the ball in possession. The little triangles that Gita mm-hmm. was getting us out of trouble with, and as with Moutinho. With the, I mean, that was beautiful, Those quick, three guys need decisive. to start every time. Yeah, and yeah. Nani. I throw Nani in that oh, mix. My, and in the left, because Gita was fading left. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. The, 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 and you know what that does? It creates space. And you saw Gita... Little little pass, then find space, and a little pass, move the ball forward. Bing, pow, pow. Will Johnson, sideways, sideways, long ball. Right? It's just a whole different type of football. Well, one of the things with Mendez, he came from Independiente del Valle, which is uh, a, a, one of the top clubs in, in Ecuador. And through through the Spanish-based podcast that I've been doing, I've, I've been talking to a lot of these guys. And the, the, the fact is that... Mendez is is completely underrated. A lot of people usually concentrate on the finishing, on the players that are attacking, on the players that are defending, but we forget about the midfield. His numbers are fantastic. I'm telling you right now, he's not going to be here after 2020. He's going to be in Europe. Yeah, for sure. But the reality with him is that he brings 
something that we never had to in, to the midfield consistency if you look at will johnson when he is off he is off case point when we went to dc and wayne rooney just took the ball away from him one of the problems that Orlando City always has is that if your team is in a funk or your player it's it's in a bad route, we tend to res- resurrect their careers. We, res- we we grab mediocre teams, mediocre players, and we make them look good. We wear on Fox and Big Fox. We were on national TV. That means that everybody that has a TV in America doesn't have to have a ca- uh, cable subscription could have watched that game. That was our moment to shine, and we did not. We did not because we were afraid or we overthought it. I don't know what it is. My opinion, and I will go down to the grave, is yes, we have talented players, and perhaps James O'Connor, it's not quite there as a coach, but we went toe-to-toe with Atlanta. If you want to talk about uh, moral victories, we went toe-to-toe. We could have won this game, but you know what? They don't give moral victories uh, points. They don't give the trophies to uh, dedication and loyalty. This fan base is tired. This fan base wants to win. That's things what I've learned. To. Keep Saucer Question off the field. We're automatically Absolutely. a better team. Absolutely, I said team. it last week. Anybody miss him? Nope. No. Anybody even no. remember no, no, you, him? Not at all. That, imagine, imagine that that same formation and game plan with Sasha. Right where we're, well, you saw Igita was so high up, almost like a third striker, yeah. right? Because Tesha would go out wide, right? Cleon, you point that during the game that he was almost like the second striker at times, right? Igita, and. um and that you can't do that with Sasha because he doesn't have the cl- the, the the quickness the last, to, to do that. And then what you mentioned, Eddie, about um, James O'Connor and being the hard work lineup, you know, the hustle. Also. And I've said this in uh, uh, in uh, Atlanta is, you know, I when I was in school and you go to work and and you have a lot of people that you go through training with when you're in new jobs and. And some of these people just goof around and they don't care. You know, back in high school, they just don't show up. Yeah. But then on test day, they go in to take their test and they get 100%. And you're like, how the heck did they do that? Yeah. And it's because they're just naturally gifted. They just understand what's going on and how to do it. Yeah. You know, and sometimes being flipped on and turned on to that point for every day is a little tough, you know. And, and, and that's what Higita is. You know, he may not, you know, just because that that's the misconception about oh i'm going to play the hardest workers well you're not going to get the best players in there then because chances are the the times i worked the hardest was when i was on the fringe of being am i good enough to be there or am i not good enough to be there i didn't work that hard when i knew i was the best i worked to where i need to be to be the best and that's it you know what i mean so for higita i think the more game time he gets, the more times he'll prove. But I mean, I don't know what he what he does in practice. He's obviously got that shoulder issue. But you see so many easy chances that are being missed, and it's really because of that creativity and that those that skill that we have now that we've never had before out wide with Nani, with with Juan, with Moutinho, with you know uh, Mendez and 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 Yuri, and then we actually have center backs this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it, 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 this year feels different. It feels like it could be something more, but it has yet to pan out that we way. We lack speed. We lack height. Uh, I, I, I know a lot of people will make fun of what I'm about to say, but Seb Hines was, was a bad defender, not because he lacked talent. His knees were shot and we overplayed him on turf and that ended his career, but he scored goals. He was called the headmaster for a reason. He scored goals. Our center backs are not doing that for us. Uh, Aurelian Collins used to do that. Uh, even David Mateos used to score goals for us. The reality is we don't have the height when we, well, we had zero corner kicks this game, but 
when you used to be back in the day, we'll have a corner kick and it was a chance to score. We don't have the height. We don't have the speed. People love Ruan, but who else do we have that can match that speed? Nobody. So we need to get that sorted out and we need a, 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 a free kick specialist. We don't we, have that. We, we have that with Nani. And they, oh, well, they, yeah, we have they, Nani. They, that's they, true. Tess Nani's got to play first. Tess is a big guy. And they, they, they said they're working on – we've gotten more athletic. And see, that's part of Muzi's vision. It's just one window. I think we're, we're getting there. I think we actually – I mean, I don't think this team's slow at all. Me, no, if you – well, let me rephrase it. <laughs> I don't, I, we have players on this team to where we could field a team that's not slow. Yes. Let's put it that way. I mean, you, you could have Nani – I mean, Dom's a little slower now. I mean, you could throw Benji in there. He's a speed demon. Yeah. But uh, let's let's just say, okay, Dom or Tesho, that's, they're not going to be burners or whatever. Um, but Nani, he's not he's not slow. Um, you could throw Coman out there. Uh, you got Acosta. You got Mendez. Mendez um, Higita, he's not a burner or anything like that. But, I mean, he's... I mean, he's got he can he can run down if he has to. Ruan is lightning. Yeah. Um, and then the center backs, I mean, they're fast. Come they are Miller, fast. What, what they Miller lack in height, fast. what they lack in height, they're very fast because Dijon is a burner as far as Do center backs. Do you guys think go. that Miller, Miller took too. a Sanez spot after this game? Oh, no, uh, we it's don't. hard to say because it's Sa- James. James just goes back to vets. Sané only played in the 4 3 3 when you go four at the back. But come on, Miller was the highest rated on who scored. And come on, Miller had a great game, I thought. I mean, I mean Kamal Miller should have never came you. out in the first. He yeah. didn't. He'd never lost his spot to come out in the first place, but yeah. he still got yanked. What, what they got, just because the vets were healthy. Yeah, and they, that's and they, what that's what goes back to being afraid to have to coach guys. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's and then now Jansen is the the, the immovable center back. Like he's the center of the three now. Mm-hmm. Shane O'Neill hasn't seen the light of day in in weeks. They even they it got it's so bad that that I don't know if we went to four three three or three five two. We were kind of in between that that Kyle Smith came in. As the right center back instead of Shane O'Neill, who played that, who played that earlier this year. Finally, so I, I, I think, Shane O'Neill. You know, so like what you guys said, what what, what Cleon said about the the whole um, being, you know, scared to coach or lazy to coach, and about the about the the slacker kid, but who gets good grades. Sometimes that kid gets good grades, and then he gets motivated for the other stuff. Sometimes it works backwards. So sometimes that guy who doesn't practice great, you just say, you know what, I still believe in you, and he has a baller game. Then he buys in a little more, you know. But it, I think they almost take it personal that they haven't bought in the way they want them to, and then rewarding them by playing time is like rewarding them for not buying in, because it's 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 rewarding the that's wrong kindergarten. It's rewarding the wrong mentality. I think that's kind of what what happens with 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 James O'Connor and those kind of mentality mentality kind of guys. You know what's motivation of a player? Winning. Yeah, yeah, sure. Winning games. It's, it's, it, it, this, this team produces a product, which is entertainment. And we consume that. We pay for that. And I want to be entertained. The last thing I want to do is go to a game where I see my team being stomped on. That has happened to an extent. Obviously, it's not 2018 all over again. But the reality is, and there, there goes that word for those that are counting. Every time I say the reality is, take a shot. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the fact is, is that, the, if, if, if the players are not motivated to win, I don't know. We can bring whoever, whatever coach. I, I don't, what's the motivation for these players? They should be right out of the gate saying, we need to win this game. And they're not doing it by making my bad decisions, overthinking things. They should be in the second nature. I don't, I don't know what else can I say as a fan to these guys 
Because I went on Twitter, you know, and that's the other thing. We can motivate the guys by saying, "Hey, you're 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 a piss poor." I'm sorry, if I said that, but uh, you know, you're you're bad, and um, without being disrespectful, I can I can say, "Hey, Dom, I feel that you're not doing your job. Please get better." They need to hear that. But what we want to do as a fan base is we want to uh, we want to motivate them by saying, "Oh, you're great. We love you." Just like just like JJ said the other day, uh, last last episode, they lose. Get in your car, go home. That's it. Atlanta doesn't. They do it very well. You know, when the team is not winning, they 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 vandalize the car of the family member, whatever they do. They don't show up. Why is it that we are always working towards being the lovable losers, the the bad news bears of MLS? That's what we're always working on. People always say it. Oh, that fan base is always there. It's always motivated. We love those guys, but they lose games. I'm tired of being the lovable loser. I want to win. Yeah, and and. Back to this thing with the with the motivation of players and 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 things like that. Guys like Sasha, guys like Will, even guys like going back to guys like Spectre. These are very smart guys. They're you know, they're very PC trained. <laughs> they know what you know what I mean? They're 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 well versed in this culture mm-hmm. and coaches in this culture. And, you know, they know how to they know how to be on the right side of the coach. Let's just put it that way. You know what I mean? So at some, yeah. So at some point, but I mean, at some point you got to realize, okay, these guys, if, if all things are even, if all things are equal and these two players are equal in talent, I'm going to take that guy, this guy that I don't have to worry about. And this guy's going to be like a coach on the field. And this guy's, you know, I don't have to coach this guy up because he knows what he, he knows what he should do. But, Talent is not equal on this team. And a lot of the guys that do not play are a lot more talented than the guys that are playing. And at the end of the day, this a team like this where you're behind on talent, you can't afford to sit talent. Mm-hmm. You have to coach them up. You have to throw guys. Guys, if Coleman is one of the most technically gifted players on the team, he needs to be on the field. And you need to sit through the mistakes. You need to coach them through mistakes, and you need to get them better. You need to... You need to earn. You cannot be scared to put players on that are going to make mistakes. You have to coach them through it. That's your job as a coach. Mm-hmm. That's a job. It's not. And I feel like a lot of coaches and, and a lot of people, a lot of people, people and coaches like to talk about players that feel like they they are. Uh, what do you call that? Players that are uh, that think things should just be given to them. Yeah, right. Entitled. 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 I feel like sometimes we have coaches and it seems like we possibly have had a couple already to where they feel like they're entitled to for his team just to buy in. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to work for you to trust me just like you're supposed to work for me to trust you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, a guy like Higita or a guy like who, do we whoever, have a team? Acosta. Do we have a team? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Do we have ele- do we have do we have twenty two guys in that so, team or however many guys or do we have a team? Because if we are having the clicks again, those guys are not well, gonna I'm not well. even talking about clicks. I'm talking about straight up coach player relationships, one on one. And and I feel like it's it's your job as a coach. You have to earn that. You have to earn that. You can't just walk in and just expect, okay, this guy's just going to do whatever I say because, you know, he's PC, he wants to play, whatever. You know, yes, mm-hmm. you're going to have those guys. But if you're just just selecting those guys just because and you're not working to earn 
to earn the respect of some guys that may be a little more difficult to coach, maybe more talented, but like I said, you have to work a little harder. Mm-hmm. You Sometimes you just have to work a little harder. Your team's not that great. You can't afford to be sitting down talent. You need all these guys on the pitch together. And you if you need to be the one to, as the coach, you need to be the one to work a little harder to improve these relationships and get this guy to trust you and get this guy to, to run through a wall for you. That's what you need to do. A guy like Mark Dos Santos, that's what he does. That's what he does. They're coming around now, aren't they? Yeah. That's what he does. So, right. Well, yeah, I wanted to add to that. So James O'Connor's thing is if you work hard, I'll reward you, and then the people who work hard get rewarded. So that's his, that's his thing. But what is coaching? It's communication. The players that are, are a little more um, have a style like South American style, a little more freedom and creativity, they're the ones that are giving them problems. And what, they all speak Spanish. It's a communication thing. You know what I mean? It's not, like, not a racial thing. I'm talking about it's a communication understanding uh, of maybe communicating how he could understand their style and how he could make it work with his style, right? So much of it is like because I said so and I'm the head coach, you got to buy in, but he doesn't, he, his credibility with USO or with Orlando doesn't really matter to your Columbia. Look at the 2016 Seattle team that was at the bottom of the table, made it to playoffs, and won a championship. Those guys play for each other. And the reality about that is that that's what championship teams are. As much as I hate to admit it, Atlanta had that consistency. Those guys care about each other. Language barrier, all that out the window. Those guys care about each other. If, if, we, if we're going to trash talk Atlanta about the things that we feel that are not up to our standard... One of the things that we can do is that those those eleven men that they put on the pitch, they they understand each other, they care about each other, they talk, they 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 care about each other enough that they know where each one should be. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to do that because every year since 2016, we are burning down the house to rebuild it. We don't have consistency. We're firing coaches all the time. But if the house sucks, I mean, if the house no, is that's not, true. The I, house not built. No, it's true. shoddy, and, and it it fails inspection. That's absolutely true. And you need to. It's but we the, need consistency. We, we no reason to keep the players we we've got we got rid we're not, of. We are. We're we just not need rid to get better. Players. Of we just need to get better at getting rid of players. And if the coaches aren't good, change them. I, I don't have a problem with getting rid of crap. If it sucks, the problem is that we had crap in the first place. Right, and yeah, I don't think that the players these players don't don't quite play for each other whatever i just don't think the right players are playing and and uh and i don't think i think we don't uh, the way the way we play we don't have a margin of error and we need talent to make a difference well, like cleon said when you're tied you know then you go with the talent pity's goal is because of talent that was a hell of a shot okay. and they, they, atlanta wins because they have more talent than people that's it and they were nervous that sound at the end of the game wasn't the horn. That was the sound of everyone, all the Atlanta fans' buttholes unclinching because they were freaking out. <laughs> what, what, even that, that shot, going back to Talent and that shot, like Pity made. Yeah. What player on, on, on Orlando, maybe besides Nani, have you ever seen even make a shot like that? No one. Yeah. Uh, just a curling. You see Coman always trying shots like that yeah. in, in warmups and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Of course, we've never seen it during the game. Actually, the one he had during the preseason was kind of a curl like that. Scott Sutter. It was a curl. It was a. It yeah, was, Scott. Scott was a little good at it. Too. Yeah, yeah. Scott Sutter's a good technical. The only guy I can see trying to make that shot is Moutinho and Nani. They have the technical ability. Dom just rockets everything, 
Right, there's no replacement. And Coleman, Coleman, that's be the only one who I could see can could bend it like that. I think that was, that was done a, that too. Didn't yeah. it? was one of his. No, goals. Nah, his are more. No, he's yeah. more straight line rockets. Yeah, they're like straight line rockets, <laughs> but they're well placed. Every he gets yeah, the goal, placed. every he get the goal hits that corner netting, or it's the post and goes in. Every he get mm-hmm. a goal, he doesn't he didn't score one where to hit off the goalie and he num you know like hit off a foot. No, no, no. It's it, they're all well placed goals. But but yeah, like they, Pity's goal was a was a curler on the far post from the other angle. At some point, you have to take a risk on talent. Exactly, you have to. We don't have the rest of the pieces to be like. Let, let's just no no no. We 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 have a eight out of ten here. We we have a, a you know. So I could afford a seven out of ten. Like you're planning some kind of battle. You're like you you're gonna this. I have so much talent here. I I can risk this for a little bit. We don't have no room to risk anything. And our eight, the players who are supposed to be eight out of ten or nine out of ten, like Dom, are not playing that way. So we got to make it up somewhere. We got to get goals from somewhere. I never saw this team pass seven spot. I said it before the season. So that means that there's going to be a lot of losing, a lot of bumpy roads. But I have hopes that next year, once we get rid of some of these players that are left over from the James O'Connor era, Jason Christ era. Oh, uh, sorry. The, the, yeah, the Jason Kreis era. Maybe the James O'Connor era. Oh, who knows? I, I, I have said that once we, once we do that, if, if we decide to stay with James O'Connor, look, at, at the end of the day, you know, I don't run, I, we don't run the team. Like I, I have said before, fans do not coach and do not recruit, do not manage this club. We just sit down and expect the best. That's why I get upset when I see uh, fans from other teams saying, "We are the best in the world." Where I like, dude, do you do you play the do you play in the team? No, you're a fan just like me. You're just lucky enough that your team is good. At the end of the day, we have to, you know, see if if, if next year is gonna pan out. But as of right now, we're not good enough, and that's okay. That's okay to admit that to ourselves. I said it last week. We bought in this mantra that, that we were bigger than, than life when we were in third division beating teams that couldn't even be in fourth division today. We bought into that mantra. We bought into that idea. And we come to MLS and we came crashing down to earth. Well, I want to know before we go on to our preview of two games this week, um, on a scale of one to ten, how hot, 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 is that seat for old James O'Connor? Because you know we've had a lot of people who um, think that everybody on the podcast is James O'Connor out, or or you know that we are. You haven't even been saying that. That, that we are. Knee jerkers. Knee jerkers, or we just have bad reactions. But but just in general, if if you're looking at it right now, um, just a number on a scale of one to ten. Cleon, you first. I don't think it's hot at all right now. So what's your number? You. Like a one or a three? I think it's just right in the middle. So a five. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's hot. I think it's just whatever. I don't think That's he's like hot. Luke I don't warm. think he's. I don't think he's super secure. I don't think he's. I don't think they're looking to fire him right now. I got you. Ah, uh, yeah, five, three, four, five, nothing. I think the team is is playing hard. I think the game plans he's done are, are working. I don't. I don't think he deserves it to be a hot seat. To be honest, no. Flavio told me. That's his good. That that's his guy. That's it. Flavio made the decision to hire James O'Connor. So for the guys that keep saying that that people are negative and that what's coming out of the, this podcast, I, I'm I'm a I, first of all, I'm a guest. I'm a fan of this podcast. This is the podcast that I always looking forward to listen to. The fact is, Flavio told me Thank you. that he said 
this is his guy. He made the decision to hire James O'Connor, and he's the one that is going to fire him. So if we want to really ask, what is uh, what does Flavio think? Nobody knows because he's not here. <laughs> I think uh, for me, um, I think it's always hot just with our past experience. Um, I know it's Flavio's guy, but I don't know if it's Muzi's guy. So that's, that's where I'll question. leave it at. Sure. I think whatever Muzi wants, he should get. I mean, that's how good I think he's been so far. So, um, but for me, I think it's like a two. I don't think it's very, very hot for, for James O'Connor. Like Eddie said, the team is, the tactics are there. We're getting, goodness gracious. Oh, man. I can only think. I've never missed Kyle Aaron. And then this season, there's so many gibbies. Kyle, Kyle Aaron would be on record to break Joseph Martinez's scoring record from there's last not season. A, the, only the biggest Kyle Aaron hater can think that Kyle Aaron would have missed that. East I mean, look at all the bunnies. <laughs> no, that please. All the people that were like, remember when we were when we were actually good? Because we were looking up in Atlanta in 2016. We had 55 goals. Like only two teams scored more than us in the whole MLS. You know, we were scoring goals. You know, we were just letting them in. And, uh, and you know... People, time, people yeah. always used to say, "Oh, Kyle Laren, he just has, you know, he's he's always he's just getting lucky. He's he scoring goals from four off. yards. He's mm-hmm. just always right there." Well, well, Dom was all Dom's all been there all year. He's been in the same position too. People, it's not just you know now. Kind of people need to take take into consideration. Yeah. How maybe how difficult it is to score out a goal that that may like, seem like, wild. When you're in the right position, it's not an accident. That's Absolutely. the problem. I always my argument was always that's not an accident. He's yeah. in the right position. But my thing it was is a perfect too, pass. Okay, like expected goals. You know, I'm watching the the replay today of the game, and they're like, in the first half, Orlando had .89 expected goals. Well, one of those was Dom Dwyer's seventy. They said that on his shot right there, only it only goes in seventy three percent of the time. Only, only. So, I mean, to me, that's more like a 90%. That should be going in a 90% yeah. clip. I don't know what, mm-hmm. what stats they're getting, but take that with what you want, you know. But overall, I think people just need to, you know, I, I think that missed goal was the definition of a slump, you know. Th- that just seems like the cherry on top before we go on to the next Sunday, you know. What but I mean? look at, you want to like, give them an easy one. You're like, you, you want to get them out of funk. Here's an easy one New York, header, open goal. Absolutely. You want it's an almost easy like, one. It's Here's almost a, like one cross. of the, the, you know, tougher curler. You know, one of the harder ones is going to get him out of that funk. You know, just just yeah, shoot something. Out of the box. Like, yeah, look at the 2016 team. We had like Vincent Company did. You know, just hit something like that. We and, had Kevin Molino. We have Julio Batista. We had Kaká. We had Kyle and we had a bunch of guys well, scoring. People who weren't scared. Remember, Molina would stick his head and almost get kicked and get a header. Yep. I don't right, know, all right, right. Yeah, all the time. Or Bautista would shoot it from far. It was just a lack of fear because they had ability and talent that they can pull mm-hmm. it off. They, 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 we need to have people who are bold, who who are bold in front of goal. That's right. what we need. Coman will be bold in front of goal, I think. All right. Um, before we jump to Seattle and Cincinnati, um, earlier – you, Alex, you were talking about um, saying we're right there. All right, so uh, if we're that close, and a lot of people, uh, a lot of people are saying that, saying this team is right there. So, what is it that's keeping us from getting there? If we're so close, we're not scoring goals. I think it's just well, I mean, finishing. What, what's the fix to that? That's I on mean, this team. I mean, we're defending correctly. The fullbacks are playing out of this world. The midfield is coming together. You got your big name. Everything is going right. You know, th- this is how you want to build, how you want to see a, a successful 
MLS franchise go down, you know, you you got to have good fullbacks. That's number one. And we have probably the, the two best fullbacks that we've ever had. Um, you know, you got to have good, good defenders, a decent goalkeeper. We, I think we have all of that, but it's just the finishing. I think it's solely the finishing. And I think it's, it's not playing Higuita, not even not really playing Higuita. I would like to see more attack minded midfielders, guys that can, when Dom is going through a slump, guys that can, Score two, three goals. You know, maybe Dom isn't going to get out of the slump until we're up 2-0, 3-0 in a game. And then he just he's just piling it on. And then he gets, you know, another an easy goal to go up 4-0 because we're just, just dominating. That's you know how I mean? we first scored when he got here, remember? It, we were like, it was a you know, blowout. Yep, and, and he, he had like two or three or four game, you know, slump. And then he finally scored. We were up 2-0. And I think he scored the third. And it's it's that type of thing, you know. But we, we can't go up 2-0 if Will Johnson doesn't make those shots. You know, I'd like to see some midfielders. We love this. We love this, you know, flank up the sides and then find the pullback. But the pullback doesn't mean crap if you don't have, A, the midfielders there in the right positioning to be there for the pullback, or B, when they are there, to actually put it in the back of the net. Will Johnson's not going to put it in the back of the net. I'm not convinced Mendez will ever put anything in the back of the net at the top of the box. You know, right now it seems like the only people that can or would do that would be Yuri and Higita. You know what I mean? So I right because uh, Mendez only has—I don't think he has any goals. Mendez is like a Conte, you know. He'll he'll yeah. score. I mean, Mendez. If you look at how Mendez, if you ask him how he wants to play, I guarantee you, one of the guys that he mentions is N'Golo Conte. Period. You know that they play the exact same destroyer style. They cover a lot of ground. They use their 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 small stature to an advantage, mm. and 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 dispossessing people and. You know, they just don't have a nose for a goal, which is totally, I'm totally cool with that, but you have to acknowledge that as the coach and say, that's one midfielder that's just not going to get a, get in the, in the box. He's not going to get in the box. We have too many you know? players that don't have a nose for a goal. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're not going to want to overload your midfield with guys all that, players don't, that score. don't have a nose for goal, especially when your attackers don't have a nose for goal. Exactly. Because Chris doesn't have a nose for goal. Tasha doesn't. Um, you know, Liverpool is one of the most watched teams, right? Man City are some of the most watched teams. They have players that will not go and score goals. In the midfield. Fernandino, not a big guy that scores goals. Fabinho, both those Brazilian guys, they sit, they only sit back and they're not there to really score. I think Fabinho had one goal all season. You know, but then you have guys like Milner. You have guys like Bernardo Silva on Man City. You have guys like uh, Henderson. You know, those guys will come up and they'll score five, six, seven goals a season. But those five, six, or seven goals, you don't know how bad you need them until you need them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't know how bad you need a guy like Will Johnson to make that shot that he had against Atlanta that Guzan saves at the end of the first half. You don't know how bad you need that shot to go in until you really dang need it to Absolutely. go in. Absolutely. You know, how nice would that have been to have somebody that could actually make that, that shot? So for me, we're almost there. I just think some luck could go our way. But I think mostly it's just going to be finishing. You know, like I told you guys in Atlanta, when I, I feel like we dispos- we're running this high press, it's great. We're dispossessing people in the final third, but it almost looks like we don't even practice what to do when we get the dispossession. I don't even like, think it's practice. I just think like they, there's no situ- they don't have the skill to do anything. There's it. just no situational awareness of of what to do once you get the dispossession in the final third. There's no okay, we got it on the left wing, we dispossessed this guy, you know, the left back, and we got it on the left wing and. Now I have what I know somebody's going to be trailing down the middle. I know somebody's going to be trailing down back post. So let's get it to one of those guys and make them pay. Mm-hmm. You know, when you dispos- it, it looks like every time we dispossess people in the final third, the high, the high press works. These guys have to stick their head up and stop and evaluate what they're going to do next. And to me, it shouldn't be that way. 
It should be automatic. We know where the ball is going because we already have set pieces. We already knew we were going to dispossess them at that spot of the field. So we know what we're doing next. And to me, we know how to dispossess, but right now we don't know what we're doing next. All right. Well, Seattle. We got Seattle tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, FC Cincinnati Seattle, from Sunday. Seattle tonight by the time the podcast comes out. Well, yeah. So, yeah. It'll be Seattle tonight <laughs> by then. Yeah. So what do you guys feel? It's gonna happen. Got a one-one draw last time. If if you'll remember, everybody's baby Scott Sutter got a. Basically, you could have put a a parking pole there, and it would have went in because Kaka's service was so good. He was like, "You just hit it off our forehead, mate." Everybody was like, "Everyone's like, oh my gosh." We got a one-one draw. I think it was on a Wednesday too. Last last time, Um, it was the 93rd and change minute. It was three minutes of extra time. Thank you, PC, for that. PC drew that. Yeah, yeah, and that's when Christ uh, subbed in a left back at like this whatever late. So I know I I think I think we're gonna see um, Yuri traveled. I don't know Sasha did, but. I, I don't think Nani did, right? Anyone see Nani travel? No. I don't think he did. I don't think he's there. I think we do three five two again and um I don't know. I, I think we're we're gonna see um I mean I, I don't know who's gonna be in the midfield. I mean uh Iguita hasn't played a lot, so I don't you don't really need to rest him. Will Johnson is and uh Jansen and Juan where we're back in Orlando, so uh, maybe we see Shane O'Neill back out there. Come on, Miller deserves to stay. Dijon made a mistake that cost a goal, but he needs to break the rust. He's a good player. He caused. He caught. Was the yeah, reason was, we only no, got our two chances was because Dijon. So yeah, and um, yeah, Dijon deserves. I mean, it's just a mistake. And um, I, I don't know. Tesho Tesho ran a lot. I maybe he gets a day off, and it's Patino and Dom or or something like that at the forwards, or maybe just Patino up top, like against the Red Bulls. I'm not sure, but the midfield is going to be curious to see what we do there. I think I did a three-five-two, and then I'd put Igita where Will Johnson is, and Corman where Igita was at the top, and just see what happens and go for it. You know, Who, what do you? What's your what score? Do you, what do you? What do you? I, I think we lose three to one, and uh, like I just this is one of those where you you can't be afraid to go for it and just put some attackers and see what happens. I think Acosta plays. I think Kyle Smith plays. I think Corman finally starts. I mean, why not? And uh, three to one, we it's three nothing. We get one late. And Times the game start ten thirty. Correct. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. seven thirty yeah. their time. So, hours. so yeah. Here's my word of advice and my prediction: Don't stay up. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but that's part of my reason why I say don't stay up. I think it'll be awfully boring. I think it's just going to be a horrible game to watch. Um, I don't think either team will do much. I think Orlando City will suffer our third straight setout. Is that what it's going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we got four goals in five games. I, I can see another one. Well, Shane O'Neill is probably going to be back in. I think Patino will start. I think Benji Michelle might get his first start. If not, I think he'll definitely play. I expect to see like a totally reserved lineup. Um, I expect to see Juan not play. I expect to see uh, Moutinho not play. Um, I think it's just, just one of those games where, you know, if you're ever going to be strategic about the way that the schedule is set up, this is the one. You know, especially when off a two-game losing streak. It's it's okay to go to a three game losing streak, but it's not okay to go to a three game losing streak and actually try and then get stuck having to lose or you know fight for something against a Cincinnati team that you should definitely beat on Saturday or Sunday. So just have everybody uh, healthy for that. I'll take two nil, but I think it'll just be so so boring. Yeah, I I I see uh, 
nail nail on this one, to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you why. Because Seattle's a fantastic team. I'm not going to take anything away from them. We're going to their house, which is a very difficult place to play. But, not, you know, we're playing them on Wednesday. They are going to be playing on the weekend. And they have uh, – I can't remember the team. And you, If you can look for that, I believe they're playing a, a Western Conference team this, this weekend. So they want to go there and capitalize because you have to defeat the teams in your conference. And when you're cross-conference – it's okay to lose. It's okay to get a tie. I think Orlando City is going to park the bus. That's the reality. We're going to park the bus. We're not going to score any goals, but we're not going to let them let them score. Uh, I don't see Orlando City winning. And if we lose, they it's play gonna, Philadelphia next. They play Philadelphia. Okay, well, so perhaps they, they I, Kansas I, City, top of the yeah. East. Yeah. So yeah, that that Philadelphia is hot right now. So I, it depends how they want to do it. I think that we're just going to park the bus. We're just going to basically be defensively. Uh, solid, and we're just not gonna let them score. It's a Wednesday. I guarantee you, there's not gonna be a lot of people. It's gonna be a very, a very boring game. Best case scenario is it's a Red Bulls repeat. The way we played, yeah, just parked the yeah. bus and snagged one late. Yeah, That's smash and grab. Cleon, I'm gonna have to slightly disagree with David with the zero zero and go with uh, um, four to nil. <laughs> four <laughs> to nil, me, Seattle. Three, three to one. That's what I called Seattle. Yeah, I can't. I can't see that. I can't see us shutting anybody out. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. as we're we're playing better defensively, but I can't see a shutout. No way. Seattle's just too too dynamic. I can't see a scoring either because I don't know what the heck's going to be out there come tomorrow night. We have we scored four four goals in the last five games. Yeah, all yeah, I want. We don't even know what we're going to see. All I want is come Sunday. I want to see. I want to see Nani. I want to see Dwyer, Coleman, Mendez, Higuita, Rosell, Matinho, Ruan. That's what I want to see. Yeah. So there has wanna, to be a win. Has I want to see them. I want to see them all together, and I want to see, I want to see all those players play together. That's but, what I want. I want yeah, them all to get the start. Man, Let real. me say this: David said them. Sunday has to be a win, and I'll take that one, one step farther. Yeah, that's when the season. I think hot. Orlando Sunday, City. <laughs> here's here's. I mean, I know I'm, I'm like always a pessimist, but last year I used to be like, oh, I think we're gonna lose. One to, I think we're going to lose one to zero or, or two to zero against Atlanta. We go to Atlanta, we lose four to zero. This year, I think we're going to lose two to zero. Atlanta, we lose one to zero. Right. So, I mean, where we're, it's just not as bad anymore. Like I heard them on the, on the, um, broadcast saying, Oh, you know, we got a point in New York City and then we, we got three points in Red Bull and then we only lost by one to Atlanta. And those were the three best teams at home last year. So we, we are making, strides to be better you know what i mean but what i want to see on sunday is total and complete domination because that's a game where you lost three in a row mm-hmm. as a team you should be licking your chops to get no, back they, home they lost five in a row no no no. orlando oh, city oh, okay. as a oh, team you you <laughs> presumably have lost three in a row uh you know going into it you should as a team you should be licking your chops to play a weak team like Cincinnati, an expansion team, somebody that doesn't have a strong roster, somebody that just moved their coach. As you know, we, if we're getting these results that we should be getting, sure, you know, that I expect to be getting, I fully 100% expect total and complete domination on Sunday. I want our guys to be just hungry, like, like vampires that haven't, you know, sucked blood. You know, I want them to be. Ready to go. I expect it to be ugly after the first half. Two nil, three nil. I mean, I want it to be just, just, you know, hey guys, that's a, that's a chance for them to go out and show the fan base. Don't give up on us. 
the two teams below us right now in the East have fired their coaches and are not doing good. They have to be wins. If we're going to make that seven spot, we have to defeat those teams. That's 12 and points that we got to get absolutely. between Cincinnati and New England, I think. Absolutely. No excuses, though. All right. Any last words, Mr. Edward? Oh, yeah. I talked to the, the Tony. C- yeah, Tony. Tony. <laughs> <I talked> to- <laughs> that whole thing is so funny now. I'm just going to keep that forever. Um, I talked to, I was on a podcast today because Cincy Soccer Talk, right? It's like the first podcast. They, they first podcast they ever did was before FC Cincinnati even started. So, um, they've been around for, for quite a bit. They're nice guys. They, they want, they like to, um, have an, someone from the other team that they're playing on their podcast. So I, I got to do that today. And today they're talking about how uh, they lost five straight until the last match. Now, Greg Garza's back, right? The key for us is our fullbacks are whiff. So Greg Garza gave us trouble with Atlanta last time. So it, it can be different. So we, we can't just sleep on them. Kenny Safe is healthy as well. So they, you know, they're, you just can't sleep on them. The the last coach, the issue I read about with him is that the, the team just didn't have an idea, identity. They didn't know what they were playing, what shape, what, what formation, what tactics, right? They all, they said the only reason that they were good in U, in USL is because they had much better talent than everybody else. Um, like, like Mr. Ledesma is a good player, right? Sounds and, familiar. Yeah. They, I was they, just about to say. Yeah. They, but, but, um, what's it called? The, um, but they just overwhelm people with their talent. And, and then their, the coach, the, the coach who's the youngest coach in MLS history. I forgot his name. He, he's the one who kept them together talking and he's a great communicator. So he's in charge now. Some teams get a, bu- a, bu- a bounce after a new coach comes, right? So I don't say to sleep on them, but they don't score goals. That's the that issue. That should be an automatic they're, shutout they're, at home. They went three at the back at the end of the last game. So, you know, I don't know if they're changing that. We'll see what they do. They kept the ball better in midfield and um, last game and did better with possession. So I think the new guy wants to do that. We even bunker at home sometimes. We don't mind losing possession. So, but those two goals they got were for midfielders. You can't expect that to be a common occurrence. They still don't have a trustworthy goal scorer. Darren Maddox is not one to be, you know, is not a top level striker. And Fernando Adi, you know, hasn't been that either. He's not even the starter. So, he's it, injured, right? it, um, I think he's just, I think he's he crazy early. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he's, I think he's, he was training this week. It sounds, it sounds like they expect him to be there. Oh. Is they, they said they, their prediction was that, uh, you know, he'll come in as a sub later, whatever, but Maddox starts. And um, um, so the, the point is, I, I'm not a, uh, you know, we got to take our chances. We don't need to, like, score three to beat them. Probably, you know, two to one is what I what I think happens. But um, but this is a beatable team. We have to beat them. Hey, his seat isn't hot, but people are going to really lose faith if we can't beat Cincinnati. At home. At home. Oh, we need to win I think we're going to beat Cincinnati. We need to win at home, and then I want to see a de- defining game. They told me, what what's the biggest threat? I said, no, you know, it's Nani and, and the fullbacks is, is, is the biggest threat. And what's our biggest problem is finishing. Our biggest problem is finishing. And we got to win at home, man. We need, I, a go- we need go something. Far. We need some go meat. Far. I'm going to say, if we don't beat Cincinnati, if we are defeated by Cincinnati, season's over. This fan base is not going to come back. Yeah. That's it. I can agree with that. I think um, I think we'll beat Cincinnati. I'm not really even thinking about that. Uh, but I'll tell you guys this: you know, every year we've had to watch Orlando City, and last year we started out hot, and it was six wins, and I thought for sure we were making the playoffs, and we didn't make the playoffs. But every other year, it's been like kind of been like this, you know, where it's just like we're just sludging through. Um, but every year I've watched MLS. You know, you always have that team. And I mentioned Philadelphia last year, and you mentioned Seattle two or three years ago. And then 
Um, you know, you, you just every year you have that team that that on paper should be better than they are, and then they start out slow, and then something just clicks. You know, might have been a long break, um, could have been a slump. You know, but but I think this year, every other year, I've hoped that it was Orlando City. That oh, you know, we 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 can we could be that team. Maybe we could be that team to to get to the late run. This year, I I I'm pretty confident we're going to be that team i think we we have what what needs to be there um i think the hard part is already done and i think now we're we need to you know actually you know make the easy parts look easy because right now we're making the hard parts look easy and the easy parts look hard so if we can make the easy parts look easy like they're supposed to be i think some goals will start going in and uh don't be surprised don't be surprised i'm i'm waiting till game 20 to hold any sort of reservation about where we'll be, I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you my what, what my, my thoughts will be after game twenty. But until the, then, I think we have to at least give James O'Connor the whole season mm-hmm. so he can do it. But I, I think this will all work out. The indictment is June fifteenth. At that point, we need to evaluate where we are as far as points. Uh, I said it the last time I was here, 50 points is the magic number for at least a six spot. Obviously, this year is different. We have a seven spot. We need to start racking up points. We can't keep dropping points. We can't do that. If we hit a nice uh, five-game streak where we're winning, uh, we can pull it off. I, I believe that. Uh, I think um, I think we have the talent. We just got to motivate the guys at the right time. Think we're beating Cleon? Or think we're beating Cleon Cincinnati? Think we're beating Cincinnati, Cleon? Be better. <laughs> We I better. think it's automatic. Yeah. We better. Anyway, I'll give y'all last words, but y'all trying to keep me here too late, and I'm trying to go home. I'm tired. Say, one thing, one thing. I, I'm not oh, gonna my be, goodness. One thing. I'm, I'm on vacation on Sunday. I have two tickets, section 134. Okay? Contact me. Seats. If you're still listening. Yeah, if you're still listening, it's a nice view in the L in Orlando. I know. That's ironic. Um, but um, if you're interested in that, I'm giving them away for free. Contact me if you're still listening to the podcast this late. And he's right. got two seats, one thirty-four yeah. for Sunday, oh, right? Sunday available gratis. So Sunday reach out to is me, available okay? for Cincinnati. That's it. Cleon, are you finished? Or are you done? That's I'm just no Higita, no party. I'm, I feel like we didn't get a lot from you today, Cleon. You had to take over for JJ. I'm, are you try, I'm go trying on? to go home right now, and y'all are keeping me up. Are you going to go on uh, Twitter rants later? Did you Absolutely get a lot of, not. Did you get a lot of JJ? <laughs> Absolutely not. In the seat? Absolutely not. Well, I will not be. We did miss you, JJ. Maybe everybody did or didn't, but I think poor JJ. Yeah, we miss you, buddy. Okay, can we go home now? We can. We can go right. home. Vamos Orlando. Whatever. Vamos Orlando. Go city. Nice win one, win another. And nice meeting everybody in Atlanta. No yep. Higita, no party. No Higita, no party. Vamos Orlando. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.